Oh shit. Here we go again. What's up everybody? We're back. Two weeks in a row. Like a new record. Feels like I feel like a new man, actually. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. And this week, back from a trip to Sim City. We got Vince on the pod. He's back, everybody. It's great to have him back. Vince, say hello to the people. What's going on, guys? I am back with a few new things to talk about, including my Ooh. game. Oh, boy. I can't wait to hear about the game. Honestly, a lot of, lot of strong VR golf being played over here in Texas right now. <laughs> uh, and, uh, of course, we have Dougie. Doug, say what's up. What's up, guys? What's going on? All right, so um, yeah, two weeks in a row. We got a very like exciting week of golf this week, especially um, you know it's like a good sports weekend anyway. We got the Super Bowl, we got waste management, um, which I feel like waste management goes to playoff like every time every it's lined year. up with a Super Bowl. It's uh-huh. crazy. So um, yeah, let's let's get right into some results. So uh, let's start with the waste management. Um, we saw, I mean, it was a great tournament. First of all, I think that might be one of the best tournaments on the tour schedule. But um, uh, Webb Simpson, uh, a killer in some ways, gets uh, Tony Finau in a playoff um, late on Sunday. Birdie's the last two to get into the playoff. And he goes right into the playoff and uh, makes another birdie on 18. Your thoughts. Go ahead, guys. Have at it. Vinny, you want, want to throw in there? Oh, I want to say I'm upset, but it was such a great finish. I, I was pulling for Tony real, real hard. Um, you just can't put anything past Webb, you know, coming up clutch like that three times. It's just, it, it says a lot about his game that people wrote off for a little bit of time. Um, he's got a clutch factor and I think he's going to, he's going to have a really good year. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, obviously we were preparing cause we had a little bit of a shindig at the house. Um, since we finally have internet, which we talked about last week, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, uh, we were preparing, so we had it on, and actually a couple of people came over uh, early to uh, watch the last couple holes. And, yeah, I wanted Finau to win because I think, um, you know, I think it would be a good story for the game and good for his confidence. You know, he might be one of those guys where once he – I know he's already got a win, but once he gets it, you know, another win after he's had some experience under his belt to, uh, you know, maybe rattle off a couple others or like some top five finishes this year and some majors. So, um it was very exciting. Obviously, it always is with 16th. That atmosphere is crazy. We talked about it a little bit last week. Um, I am fully prepared to have my uh, my bachelor party there if I ever get married um, on that weekend, <laughs> just because it's going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, great ending. Webb uh, did it again. Uh, he's been playing very well the last couple of years since he figured out his putting. Um, and, yeah, some clutch birdies. I mean, even because he, on 15, you know, he hit his tee shot into the water. Uh, and I think everybody thought the tournament was over at that point. And then he was able to rebound, make birdie on 17, 18, and then 18 again in the playoff, which was, was crazy. I felt bad for Tony, but great win for Webb. And yeah, like you said, Jake, uh, you know, a great tournament like it is every year. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, obviously whatever they've done there, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week. They've like created this identity for themselves and yeah, I mean, obviously those last three holes are like this huge party. It's, basically a booze fest. I mean, it's the only place I know on tour where, you know, 
people are like as loud as they want to be in those three holes and no one says a word to them. Not a player, not a caddy, not a security guard. They ask them to be louder. Yeah. In some cases they ask them to be louder. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a great event and I'll tell you what I, uh, before I get into my thoughts on, on Fina and web, um, the golf course was so good this week between the, you know, the conditions being a little bit firmer than normal. I think like you see that that's a really great way to keep scores in check and to really challenge guys. Um, asking them not to like hit it at the hole all the time is a, uh, obviously it's a more creative sort of way of playing. And you saw it all week. You saw guys like trying to land it short, trying to run it up, being careful of, oh, I, I can't, I can't like hit it left of this green at all because it's going to run away. It might get into a hazard. It might, you know, get into a bunker or whatever. And so I thought that the golf course was actually like extremely impressive in terms of how it played. And then it got pretty tough on Sunday with some wind. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like you guys. I, I'm actually like a huge female fan. I like love his game, love his golf swing. Um, he's a top 10 machine. I mean, he, I feel like he's, I think in his career, he's got like 35 top 10s or something. It's like Charles Hell. Yeah, he's like an ATM machine. I mean, he's number 13 in the world, and he's never won a full field event. I mean, the only event he's ever won is in um, the Like Puerto Rico, right, or something like that? Yeah. yeah. But I, I look at it, and I say to myself, I don't always know if it's his fault. Like, I actually do think this one was his fault. Um I don't know how you guys felt about it, but I thought he made a massive mistake on 17. If you're that long and you're that kind of player to begin with, uh, an aggressive player who tends to make a ton of birdies but also makes some bogeys, and that's kind of your golf game, to go up there with iron on 16 and bring the bunker into play. Not like, truthfully, I think if he would have hit it really good, the bunker's not in play. I'm sorry, on 17. I don't think the bunker's in play. But he didn't hit it that good. He kind of got up in the wind. It, you know, it goes in the bunker, and he has he pars a hole that should be like an easy birdie for him most of the time. And then to roast one on eighteen, hit it like three thirty, and not stuff it, and then can't make the putt. It's it's kind of like that one slips through your fingers. And then on the other side of the coin, you have this guy who, by all accounts, like he doesn't really drive it very far at all, but he is an insane ball striker. He's so good around the greens and he's one of the few guys that like, <clears throat> reinvented himself after belly putting. And now you had like Webb Simpson's one of players, a U.S. open and like five, four or five other PGA tour events. That's, that's pretty good for a dude who averages like under two ninety off the tee, you know, in, in this particular era. So, I mean, overall, I, just, I think you just see that like he is a, a really competitive dude and he gets the most out of his game and Finau sometimes doesn't get everything out of his that he should. And that's kind of what's unfortunate. But yeah. I think, uh, I think that Tony actually played it the way I would have played it with the two shot lead with two to play. I mean, you basically eliminate the water on 17. Yeah. You hit it in the trap, but like you make par there two, two mm-hmm. times. Like I, I think nine out of 10 times he wins that tournament. Webb obviously is expected to make birdie on 17, but 18 is not an easy hole. There weren't too many birdies out there. Um, and he made like, he made like a, what, a 15 to 18 foot or two. I mean, it's not like he he hit it close. So like, I mean, all, all the power to Webb for doing that. But I think if it was myself, I I think 
I personally think I would have played it the same way Tony did. I would have hit iron on, on 17, taken the water out of play, told myself, hey, I'm going to make par here at worst. If I do hit it close, you know, I'll give myself a chance in birdie. But um, And even then, I mean, he had like a 10-footer on 18, obviously, and it was a big breaker uh, from left to right. But um, yeah. but I think I think he played it right. Or I, That's the way I would have played it. I, I'll let Vince jump in. I, I don't think that you're wrong. Like, I, I think that that's a very, like, especially with Webb making bogey on 15. Um, I Actually, you texted. You're like, oh, Webb just threw up all over himself. And I, I was driving. I was like, I had, had to run out real quick, and I was trying to come back and catch the end. Um, and I was like, oh, well, okay, good. Good for Tony. And then when I got back, they were on 17, and I saw that tee shot. And I don't think you're wrong, right? Like, he takes iron. He tries to take the water out of play. But at the same time, your guy going for like your first PJ Tour win, right? First full field win, and you you have to play to your strengths. Like that's what's tough. I, I think if you're a player, that's a really good. Like he's he's a great uh, Finau's great around the greens, but he's not great on the greens. And mm-hmm. so, what's your advantage? Like okay, you don't have to drivers obviously too much for him. Three woods probably too much for him. But I mean, if he's got anything more than whatever he hit three iron or, or whatever. I think you got to try to get something else up there. Right. Even if it's like you got to try to pump three wood and, and get it to the right and just see how that goes. But I, I don't know. That's, that's my take on that. Vince, you got anything else? I really thought he was going to hit, I guess he's got a driving iron or three wood. Three wood probably so would have been fine. Um, I think it was a little yeah. conservative, but just let's talk 18 again. I think once Webb hit his approach to the same spot below the hole, that he mm-hmm. made in regulation. Um, I kind of had the feeling that it was over. Like, I knew he was going to make that putt again. It's just one of those things. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. Uh, especially, I mean, and, and Tony got a good break in the playoff, you know, getting it into the flat of that bunker um, and giving himself a chance. But with, with Webb putting from a similar angle up the hill again, I just, I didn't see him... Uh, Coughing that I, I like knew it was a birdie. As soon as I saw him uh, have a good yardage in the fairway, I was like, unless he absolutely fucks this up, like he, he's going to birdie this hole. So in the end, though, I mean, like, look, it's it's still a great tournament and a great ending and, and a good winner and a, a good result. Just it's tough when you root for a guy because he's been so good in majors. He's been so good in in tour events consistently. Uh, he's great on the Ryder Cup team, great on the President's Cup team. Like you just you do want to see him get one. That's all. I agree. I think he's going to get one, but uh, I think as soon as it went to the playoffs, I was like, oh, this is over. Webb won. <laughs> yeah, and Webb's playoff, like, I looked up his playoff um, record because I didn't know what it was. And I just wanted to see, like, oh, is Webb really, like, you know, killed it in playoffs. And I think he, he was two and six. Like, that was, well, he was wow. one and five before that one, so two and six overall. Right. So, you know, it's <laughs> not, not amazing for him either. Sounds like Tom's right. Ryder Cup record. <laughs> Might be better than Tom's Ryder Cup record. Uh, hey, we're, we're straying away from Ryder Cup. We're going to Gentleman's Cup. Let's get the verbiage. You're right. Sorry. You're right. You're right. Thank right. you. Thank right. you, guys. Shout out to the Gentleman's Cup. Um, so the other, we also had the Saudi event going on. Um, obviously, tough times for if you you know you're watching in America, but um, a cool a cool kind of win in the end. Even though I don't really like agree with the event itself overall, but uh, Graham McDowell popping up, yep. getting a win, 
getting a win over a good field, right? He beats uh, DJ by two. Thomas right. Peters is there. Phil Mickelson. We had a Victor Dubuisson sighting. I think yeah, he, well, he, another guy puked on himself. Oh, that big puke by the Frenchman. <laughs> um, Vinny's boy, Honest Abe, maybe not that honest if he's going over to, you know, terrorist land. But um, <laughs> overall, <laughs> overall, like I, for me, like that's that's the that's like the coolest thing to see GMAC win um, when that event was really cool. Get into the top 50, get back into the Masters, get into some, um, you know, uh, WGCs. I dug him in the match play. Yeah, all that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Any, any, any other thoughts on that? I, I, I agree. I think, you know, I didn't see too much of it. I, I saw uh, some of the highlights or I guess not highlights must've been live uh, Saturday morning. Uh-huh. Um, Cause I was up early. Um, and I saw obviously Phil playing and a few others. I know Brooks was playing as well. Um, and I saw a few, I guess it must've been Thursday then as well. Cause I think Brooks was playing with Sergio. So I followed, saw a few of their, their holes in the, the first two rounds. Um, but yeah, I ended up being a much better field than I thought they were going to have. Um, and as I look at the leaderboard, uh, you know, everybody was pretty stacked at the top there. Uh, I'm excited for Graham. I agree. You know, he won uh, last year. Uh, yep, I think it was like a off week event yep. um, to get back into it. And then, agree, like you said, he's jumped in the top 50. But I'm also excited for DJ because DJ, to his standards, didn't play very well last year. And uh, I think he started the year like with T7 and now a, t- a second place finish. So. Um, some interesting storylines there. And then also, uh, you said Phil was done last week and he, uh, top three to four. You so love the little, little kick in the nuts there from Phil to Jake, but, uh, we'll see if he can uh, continue to play well. Cause he's playing, uh, this week at, uh, what is it? Pebble. Yeah. Pebble. Yeah. Well, he's defending at Pebble, but I'm going to stand by my take that Phil is done. Um, like uh, this is the only time that he's not done right. When there's like big dirty money in his pocket already. That's when he plays good. <laughs> Like if Phil's getting like money that is from like, you know, some shady back sort of channel oil money or something, he'll play, he'll play great because it doesn't matter. He's already made his money for the week. So when he's worried about covering his debts that uh, it's, you know, it's trouble. So, um, but yeah, I, I watched a little bit of the final round of this, that course was playing tough and it was really like picked out. It's crazy because he really did kind of hold it together, right? Shooting even, even with Peter. Yeah, just made no Peter. mistakes. Yeah, Peters was like five deep, and I think DJ was a couple deep too. And they're coming; they're like right on his heels. Um, and you know, McDowell's another guy who just doesn't really hit it that far. He's really great around the greens, great putter, great chipper. And yeah, so cool win, Vince. You got anything on that? Uh, I really don't. I didn't get to catch much of it. I was out. Um, okay. A lot of the Saturday portion, I saw Phil hit two tee balls, and I caught wind of the Brooks equipment change that obviously I wanted to take a look at. <laughs> Um, they, Callaway might have a new ambassador, and Phil's going to lose his bombs slogan. I don't, well, I guess that's the benefit in the end of being a free agent. It that's makes right. me wonder why more guys don't do it. Like you can just try whatever the hell you want. Like for Brooks, it's the beginning of the year, and he can take a Maverick out this week. And if he's like, "Oh wow, this thing's sick," I'm going to use it. He keeps using it. If he, you know, wants to simplify things, so to speak, and he grabs a sim next week, he likes that. Okay, I'm going to stick with that. It's that's the beauty of free agency with the uh, the equipment. I think it's great PR for Callaway too. It really, I mean, it really is because I don't know. I, I don't want to get into equipment, this, especially with Vince on this. We could be on this for a long time, but um, <laughs> I do feel like Callaway got a little overshadowed, right? Because like the Maverick 
hasn't been getting the same kind of buzz, I don't think, as some of the other products that are out there right now. And so I think it actually, in some ways, probably is kind of big for them to have him switch right. off of TaylorMade, yeah. which he hasn't done for a while, and uh, and and play play their club. So, all right, yeah. So that leads us into this week on tour, the the big event of the week, the one that we'll focus on, Pebble Beach uh, Pro Am. In my opinion, one of the best courses to see on TV, but also one of the crappiest events to see because you have to sit through all the terrible celebrities playing golf. <laughs> um, and coverage takes like 12 hours. Yeah. But uh, Phil Mickelson, like we just said, defending, uh, he had that win where he had to like come back and play like two holes in the morning um, on Monday morning uh, last week or last year against Paul Casey. So, yeah. Um, just to go over our picks from last week, Doug picked Kevin Na, Vince picked Brant Snedeker. Neither one of them made the cut. I picked Colin Morikawa. I think he top 25. So this week, I would be the winner. So it's 1-0-0. We're going to try to keep track of our picks all year long. Um, what do you guys have for picks this week? Well, first, I'd like to uh, apologize to Kevin Nob because, like you mentioned last week, <laughs> you uh, the street, dude. <laughs> he had won twice in top five to the other one. So, uh, yeah, I gave him the bad juju that I've had all year going. So I think I've got, like, and Vince and I do a year-long pool where we do one guy every week as well and can't repick him. And I've got like 30K because I've got two guys that have made the cut and then finished dead, dead fucking last. <laughs> so uh, it's been good. Good start for me. Um, yeah, so I'll just jump in real quick. I did the power rankings last week. This week I'm going to do yeah, top yeah. 10 again. So uh, rounding out the top 10, Scott Piercy at 10th. Max Homa sighting dropping in at 9. He played well last week. Um, can't lay at 8. Brandon Grace at seventh. I saw he played pretty well at TPC. I think he finished T9, yeah. Paul Paul Casey uh, hasn't played since uh, PJ West a couple weeks ago. Coming off T21, he's sixth. Uh, Vinny's boy, Brant Snedeker, coming off a, miss, a big miscut at uh, Waste Management, fifth. Just MC hammered it. Fildo Mickelson is uh, fourth. Uh, GMAC making the trip across the seas, pond. Uh, he's at third. And then uh, Jason Day second. And then DJ first. So, um, very good field as always. Uh, but you, like you said, it's kind of, it's kind of drowned out with all of the, uh, all of the superstars that are playing in the field. Uh, although there are some funny ones like, uh, well, not funny. JT is Justin Timberlake is a good golfer. He plays with Justin Rose every year and there's some other good groupings. So, um, interesting. Anyways, I'm going with uh, a guy who did not play last week. I'm going to go with Paul Casey, uh, this week who finished okay. runner-up last year to uh, Philly. And then uh, I think the year before that, he finished like T8. So uh, he is, uh, he's been playing pretty well here. He, he knows the course, and uh, I just need somebody to finish in the top 10. So I'm going with uh, Paul Casey. Yeah, yeah to make up some ground. Yeah. Vince, what do you got? Oof. Well, I'm not even talking about my pick last week because I texted you guys Thursday afternoon. And I said, I've watched Brant play two holes. He's going to miss the cut. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I actually forgot all about that, but that yeah. is true. Oh my god! Uh, I am gonna roll over to one of the guys who top ten this past week, and I'm taking Scott Piercy this week. Um, my god! I think I actually took him for this event last year, and I want to say he was like top top ten. Yeah, T ten last. He, year. he was number one T green last week at the uh, Waste Management. Scott Piercy just he looks so. 
like surly out there. Like he looks like he legitimately is like, why the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> All right. So you're going Scott Piercy, huh? What do you got, Jake? Right. Well, I actually had him kind of slated in this spot and then he had a good week last week and I was like, oh, I'm definitely taking him now. But I'm going to go with the homie, Max Homer. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm going to take Max. I think he was try- he was he was playing a win last week, which I love, right? Like he had a water ball in 17 and it kind of, you know, it ends up co- costing him a chance to sneak in, but uh I like that he had the balls to try to go for it, make an eagle there and really climb in and uh yeah, I think it's a good course. It sets up well for what he does well, and he's been playing great. So I'm going Max Homer this week. He's uh he's actually been playing very well since November. He's four for five top tens. So yeah, it's really good. He's been uh, he's been playing well. Um, before we move off this, I will just you mentioned like the specific like pairings, like you said, oh Justin Timberlake plays with right. Justin Rose. If you could, what what's something you think you could do, like to this event? Is there some way that you could like make it better? Is there like a celebrity that you would absolutely like eject from this thing? Um, because to me, it's just it's gotten so stale, and I really don't know how they can fix it. Um, I I think some of the celebrities that are on there, like JT, is great, but I I do think some of them it would be great to get in like a new crop or something. I'm not really sure. I think we need to cut out Bill Murray. Yeah, he is. I was just thinking that as well. Man, it's a publicity event for him. Well, it's kind of a publicity event for all of them. I yeah, mean, but he, mine, just, mine how would many, be uh, Justin Carlton Timberlake dude. does own his own golf brand. That's true. That, like I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like Justin Timberlake doesn't own his own golf brand, but he's also out there doing like dance routines on the green. You know, so it's. It's tough. It's like a really tough balancing act, I think. But I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I think I am at the end of uh, caring about this, to be totally honest with you. Like, I would rather them just do like Thursday, Friday with the celebs and then let us have regular golf for Saturday and Sunday. But I mean, I think it's tough because obviously some of these people are just paying a lot of money to play in this event, right? Of course. Um, but like, I think, I know Eli's, Eli Manning's playing it for the first time this year. Peyton oh. plays it every year. Dude, can you imagine uh, Eli's face when he hits one off the cliff on ten? <laughs> That's gonna be fucking amazing. Never mind. I take back my statement. I cannot wait uh, to watch this now. Larry Fitz is playing. He won it last year, maybe or or yeah. two years ago. Fucking uh, sandbag. So there's some guys that can play. Wayne Gretzky obviously always plays with uh, DJ to make sure he's not doing baggy curls on the hole. <laughs> um, and then uh, Larry, the cable guy, always plays. Justin Verlander. So oh, uh, Tony Romo, the. Uh, the pros pro is playing out there with the uh, sketchers. So yeah, be, be this aware. Is Tony Romo's circuit right here. This is the beginning of his training for uh KFT, uh, KFT Q school next year. Um, so right. yeah, it's tough. I mean, there's obviously some of these is just, it's too many people, too many, but you know, whatever. It's, it's yeah, it is what it is. Luckily, for charity. It's yeah, it's for charity. It's really one week a year and it's at least right. it's on pebble. Like at least it's pebble. Like, and you get to see that. So yeah. that's cool. Um, all right, cool. So that kind of wraps up like what we have for PGA tour stuff. Uh, but last week you and I, Doug did not talk. We, we kind of tried to make it a point, um, in the pod previously to kind of like talk a little bit about our games, where we're playing, mm-hmm. how things are trending, et cetera, et cetera. We didn't do that cause we didn't have Vince here and we just didn't feel right. like kind of like, right. Um, so I, I think it'd be good if we kind of like update everybody on what's going on with our games, what we have planned in terms of our own 
golfing experiences. So, Vinny, you lead it off. You should lead it off after your performance. Yeah, you are. And <laughs> and he's got a new new little stick in the bag. Oh yeah, he's got the weapon. Oh yeah, we did some we did some bag upgrades. Um, redid the wedges this fall, and put a new driver in the bag for 2020. It looks like. Ooh, what'd you get? Went moved over to the sim from an oh. old Rogue Ooh. Sub Zero. An um, old Rogue. Old, oh, and a two-year-old think two years old. 2018. Yeah. That's fine. It's still old. It's been hit a lot. I have to hit my driver oh, on every hole. Oh my god. Yeah, because you swing it 85 miles an hour. But it's straight. <laughs> <laughs> so, game, so, game's been but, okay. I haven't played uh, as much as I'd like it here in January, but it's been pretty rainy um, and windy. So that should really clear out in about two weeks for us, and I think our season's going to start pretty early. And, and uh, But we're currently getting some swings in and playing a, a nine-hole scramble once a week indoor at a new bar in town. Um Last well, three of us are playing. Chris is not really playing. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Um, last night we went out and fired seven under on the back nine of TPC Scottsdale. So that was a little wow. homage to the event uh, this past weekend, and that's the course the managers picked. And, uh, you know, we had a good time. It's nice getting just, just some swings in. Vinny, yeah, sure. Vinny had the, the shot of the day, actually. I did, off of Chase's <laughs> T-ball. On uh, the par five number thirteen, right? That's right. So, Chase's tee ball, and I hit one two forty with my three wood to seven feet for eagle. So that was ideal. Whoa! It was beautiful, awesome. actually. It was huge. Pretty much put the other team in in the bag. It was good. Good stuff. Uh, anything else, Vin? Not really. I don't think I have any other plans, equipment wise. Uh, some lessons and trying to build <laughs> some speed with a. Uh, some speed sticks and just getting a little better shape for the gentleman's cup at Pinehurst. Oh, I forgot that you you're doing some overspeed training over there. I am. Nice. Yeah, I've actually been using the speed sticks too. I can't wait to see if they work. Um, so I guess I'll go second. Um, so I haven't played golf since December 23rd. I had another happens every year. It seems like my shoulder and neck got fucked up. So I, uh, I've been on the bench being getting physical therapy and uh, I finally got released yesterday. So I still have a couple follow up appointments, but uh, I am going to play my first round of golf, full round of golf on uh, Sunday, this coming Sunday. It's supposed to be decent weather. We're going to play early, early or late morning round. A couple of us at the cat, Uh, but I have not been doing anything. I did make a few club changes though. I have a, a new spider putter coming in, not the brand new one that got released like this week, but uh, last year's spider is coming in to be here next Monday. So excited for that. And then I added two wedges uh, right before the Christmas break. So um, yeah, nothing too major. I'm going to make a iron change at the end of the year. I've already decided. I do not know what I'm getting, but uh, yeah, I'm going to wait till after the uh, gentleman's cup to do that. And uh, that's very surprising to me, actually. It shouldn't be. Last night he had a six iron, 185 with 1600 spin. Yeah, (laughs) some of that's the simulator, but some of that is just, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, let me be honest, okay? I have not been hitting the ball well. Obviously, I haven't played too much either, but. Uh, I think I I did hit two big fairways for us though on 17 and 18 last night since uh, we needed them, but I haven't hit one good iron shot yet. So I'm looking forward to maybe getting out on Friday, hitting a couple balls before we play Sunday in the 
full round, but uh, yeah, our weather has been weird. Like it's supposed to maybe snow here tomorrow night. And then it was like 80 degrees today. Um, and it was 70 on Sunday for the Super Bowl. It was actually a beautiful day. And then I think it's supposed to be chilly the next couple of days. But uh, yeah, we should start having some, some nicer weather here. Uh, obviously, uh, March is rodeo season here in Houston, uh, which it means nothing to people outside of Texas, except for it's a bunch of hillbillies going to concerts <laughs> and drinking beers. And uh, it's a fun time, but uh, it takes up most of our weekends. So uh, March, we probably won't be playing too much golf. We'll try to get out there. But uh yeah, definitely starting to work towards the uh, the old GC as we got about uh, 120 days now or so. Um, Ooh, we're actually getting we're getting shirt orders ready. We're we're looking little foot joy. Um, they're pretty nice. So uh, we're we, yeah we got some things working, but uh, not so much on my golf game. Nice, nice. What about you, Jakey? Um, well, I think that we did the one pod in September before we ended up on our uh, unfortunate hiatus, and uh, I was like cresting into a horrible case of the shanks um so this happens to me almost every year right when i go back to work after my summer off i try to go play golf and i just have no sense of what i'm doing for whatever reason so i I was i was getting really frustrated i was hitting some shanks and some blocks um really really down on my game put the clubs down for a couple weeks uh and then i have a, a buddy who was the assistant pro at my club. And I just reached out to him. I was like, dude, I, I cannot, usually I can self-correct these. Like I cannot uh, shake what's going on here. And he was cool about it. It was just like, all right, come to the range. Let's hit some balls and see what you're doing. Uh, and like literally 10 minutes later, he's like, yep, I, I know what we got to do. And so we've done some work together. And uh, all of a, like I, I played in the Top Golf League yesterday because it's obviously freezing most of the time here in Philly. Um, but I, my buddy had a spot in his top golf league last night. I, I played with him and I was just hitting these just absolute beautiful draws. And I was like, man, this feels pretty fucking good when you're, when you're aiming at the right side of a target and you're just drawing it right onto the flag. So, uh, I like where my game's going. I wish it would translate to my driver cause I'm still struggling a little off the tee here and there, but, um, I did get to play a little bit this weekend and probably get to play this coming weekend too, even though. For those of you that are in the Northeast, you know, like our courses are, you, you can't really keep scoring, to be honest with you. They're just all fucked up. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been a pretty mild winter, so I've gotten some golf in. Uh, did I make any equipment change? Oh yeah, I got, I got replaced some old two-year-old wedges, um, which I probably needed to do. I got some uh, MG2, TaylorMade MG2 blacks. They look, they look really good. I haven't had a lot of time to practice with them, but they look really good. And yeah, that's it. Getting ready to, you know, go, like we said last week, getting ready to go to Scotland. Um, in a, yeah, that's going to be sick. That's going to be awesome. In, a, in uh, the end of March, in the beginning of April, and then come back for a couple weeks. And then at the end of May, uh, you know, down to Pinehurst for the, for the GC. So yeah, um, uh, hopefully by then I'll be really tightened up and game will be really primed and ready to rock. Uh, that'll be a good time. Solid. Yeah, man. Very I will add that uh, I did get some pretty sweet kicks over the break, though, uh, uh, for the golf from, from yours truly. So we we might you and you and I might have like uh, like a next level golf shoe situation going on. Like it's, we might be the pod with the best shoes on for the sure. Planet. No doubt about it. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I know this. Just the, the the stuff that I'm starting to see rumblings of for the uh, for the spring. It looks amazing. Oof, All right. Can't wait. 
Yeah, I know. It's going to be some good releases. All right, so I figured that we could um, we could end this week on just a little quickie. I was noticing something when I was watching. Everybody loves a good quickie. Everybody loves a quickie. When I was uh, watching this Sunday, and I thought it was like important to bring up. Do you like so? Let, let's talk about Web Simpson for one more second, right? What Web Simpson goes from uh, belly putter anchoring, right? Mm-hmm. Struggles for a while, and now he's going to the the arm lock. Mm-hmm. Do we think that arm locking is anchoring? The whole the whole purpose of of anchoring, uh, from my understanding, was just adding another point of contact that increased stability, right? <laughs> right. So, I would say, uh, I would say yes, personally. Okay. All right. I, l- I like where we're going here. So, you would personally say yes. Arm locking is anchoring. Okay. Doug. Um, I was not prepared for this question. Um, I, (laughs) it's just a gut reaction. I, I think in my gut, I believe that it is anchoring because I think, I mean, obviously you're not using your chest to lock it in, but you're using basically your forearm. Um, I mean, I think it is, wow, that's tough. I'll go with yes, sure. I, I think it's, I think it's tough. I don't think he's anchoring like Adam Scott, the fucking cheater, but the rest of them, I, yeah, I mean, I think that they they found something that works for them, right? And I guess until the PGA has a problem with it, you skirt the rules as much as you can. And I think that they've found a basically a, w- a way to do it. So why not take advantage of it while you can until somebody says, "Hey, this may not be the right way to do something." Right, and I, I you hit the you you said the words I was looking for: skirt the rules. And I think that because I believe the same kind of thing, right? Like I look at it. And I, for whatever reason, in my mind, I'm like, all right, this isn't like the same thing that like Scott McCarron does on the PGA Tour Champions, but it is in some ways doesn't feel right if we're saying no anchoring, right? And it, so it's like this idea of like again skirting the rules, and it got me to thinking, uh, and we don't have to talk a ton about it, but it got me to thinking about like some of the other things that are going on on tour right now. Like I saw that uh, tweet that somebody put out about voluntary driver testing. Right. So you're supposed to be testing drivers at every event to make sure that they're not, you know, juice drivers over the core limit. And now apparently the PGA Tour is being like, well, you can you can come to us and we'll test them if you want, which that doesn't seem that seems like an opportunity to, like you said, skirt the rules. Um, I've also been reading some stuff about like three woods that are like, you know, 12 degrees absolutely juiced to the moon because they don't test those at all that seems again like skirting the rules and so i look at this and i keep thinking that pros are just getting like a a lot of opportunities like the same thing with oh god who who what phil mickelson at tory pines he hit a ball on 18 like over the grandstands on the left side just like full bail because he didn't want to hit it in the water and he ended up getting a drop on the right side of the grandstand to a left pit. And again, it just seems like there's a lot of opportunities for these guys to sort of skirt the rules a little bit. And I, I don't know, I, I, with the distance report coming out this week with all these findings and with all these things, I, I just, I'm starting to get this feeling like we need a governing body to really kind of reel these things in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, <clears throat> 
I think there's a lot of things that uh, they do right, and I think there's a lot of things they don't do right. And obviously, some are bigger than others, like the RNA USGA report on on the length. Yeah. Uh, I think. I mean, I think some of that is just God given ability. Some of it is uh, just the equipment that people are using now. Um, and they're just finding a way to, you know, maximize speed and length, uh, you know, via the swing path that they can generate. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to it. I think it's a really tough question. Um, and I don't want to get too much into it. Um, you know, and I, and I think we'll have, we'll have some response once they have a more definite, uh, answer for what, what their findings are, um, since it was just kind of a preliminary report, but, uh, I mean, I think the same thing on, on the, the putter you find until someone tells you you can't do that, you keep doing it, right? And so um, we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's going to be interesting um, for sure. I will. I want to add something. So I just looked at Webb Simpson's career wins. Jake, yeah. you're right. He was 2-5 and five in the playoff. His last win, the first win in the playoff was in 2011. He took down Ches Reeve, our boy. Che Reeve. Oh, yeah, at the Deutsche Bank. The big, the big hat. Big oh, hat. That's crazy. So I didn't even know Review was on tour that long. Yeah, I didn't know that either, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to the rules thing. I think, I, I mean, I, there's an answer out there somewhere. Obviously, some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. That's how it always is. Yeah. We'll wait to see what it is. But uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting, interesting question for sure. No doubt. Um, all right. Well, hey. Anybody have anything else? I think we I think we pulled it off. I think we did a three man pod for the first time in forever. I do want to add that uh, Vince is like we said at the beginning, one of the most incredible uh, virtual golfers I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, we have played three weeks now, uh, and apparently I wasn't there last week. Uh, Benny put the team on his back last week. With we have two pros on our team, um, <laughs> but, and. Uh, and it's supposed to be, oh, by the way, and I'll throw a disclaimer out there. It's supposed to be a 12 handicap league. We have two pros on our team. So oh, I apologize to the other. Well, there is one other team that they've got three members from champions. Uh, they're very good. So we haven't played them yet. They shot seven under this week as well. But uh, it's a lot of fun. We're playing nine hole scrambles um, indoors. I will say on the other side of it, though, Chris has been all time bad. Um, like the first week he scolded two into the projector right above us and like completely turned off the entire <laughs> system. Um, in, in twice in one round, it was incredible. Um, it sucks that this is Chris's first shout out on the pod. It's just getting like shit on for, I, lo- I, lo- I love the kid to death. Love the kid to death. And he hit two clutch shots for us last night, but, uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, I hate, well, I mean, and they show you swing pads, so he's at least learning some stuff. He's hitting everything out of the heel. That's but cool. uh, yeah, but there's some fixes that need to be made there. But uh, yeah, shout out to Vinny. He's been he's been crushing the game, and uh, excited to get back out on on the courses and play some golf. Man, I'm I'm sensing like a future uh, pod segment where we like it's like you know uh, when Charles Barkley went to Hank Haney, we just send Chris with you guys, and we just it's like Chris is uh, comes on the pod once a month. It just gives us a recap of like what is life. Yeah, where his game's gone. Um, and the other thing too, Vince. You know, I didn't know you were this good at virtual golf, but in Korea, that's where like seventy-five percent of their rounds are played. So I think maybe you just need to move and oh, go pro, screen golf pro. You'd be um, tall there too. 
you would be tall there. Oh, yeah. this is the this is the ticket. Yeah, but I'd have to wait for the plague to be gone from that part of the world. Well, that's a good point. Ah, uh, no, you know, Just wear a mask. They'll, they'll have it figured out. <laughs> yeah, wear a mask exactly. All right, well, boys, great to talk to you. Everybody, yes, sir. Hope you enjoyed uh, this episode, and um, yeah, Vince, lead us out. Go ahead. Oh, that's gonna feel good to say this again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again. If you're playing golf this weekend and it just doesn't go right on the first tee, don't forget to hit your breakfast ball. We'll be seeing you.